Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We're back. Yes, the NBA is back, and I'm back this week. What's good, everybody? Jason Jones of The Athletic. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. I'm going to talk some kings. I'm going to talk some hip-hop. The hip-hop is honestly my favorite part of the show. But before we get to the hip-hop, we got to talk about the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Just routinely, I won't be doing a deal where I go game by game. And just to me, the season's too long, too much to look at, too make this about one game in particular but the season opener was played Wednesday night I'm recording this on a Thursday so Thursday morning out here in lovely well I don't know if it's not really warm it's cooled down a little bit you know nice fall weather in California Kings are coming off a season opening loss to the Portland Trailblazers and I'll just go ahead and jump on right on in and just say what I'm seeing right now is a, uh, what I you know. I'm not big for going off of what people are talking about on the Internet, so on and so forth. But I do know you can just look at the box score and see a disparity in foul calls. You could see a late tech on Terrence Davis that some people may not like. So there's just so many different things you can point to to officiating. But. Let's be be real. I'm just going to say it's too early for this shit. It's too early to be playing about the refs. Yes. Too early. And well, I believe the the first game was a reminder that the Kings' number one thing has to be defense. Has to be defense. I mean, they had a couple of, you know, what a coach might call explosive quarters, give up a bunch, you know, you, you can't give up thir- a bunch of, um, you know, multiple 30-point quarters and only drop 108 and expect to win a game. And what I saw just in watching the game is my own observations is that this really is going to be about defense for the Kings this season. I mean, De'Aaron Fox had a hell of a game. Uh, Sabonis didn't have monster numbers, but I believe his, his presence was felt. You know, Kevin Herter came in and became the best starting two guard the Kings have had since, what, Doug Christie? Well, or maybe Buddy in his best year. But, you know, you had a lot of positives, but the Kings also were hurt by their... <laughs> the problem has plagued them for over a decade. It's just bad defense at times. The... Uh, Gave up way too many, way too many paint points. I feel like they put Portland on the line way too much. And as a consequence, it hurt them in the end. 
And if you're and if you're the Sacramento Kings, what you can't do is go around and expect help from the officials. You can't expect, well, we didn't get the whistle. We didn't, you know, this, I mean, this is the NBA and we know how things work and teams like the Kings don't get those calls. It just is what it is. So what can the Kings do to fix that? They can start by playing better defense, not allowing straight drives to the rim for layups. You can also, uh, you know, start by taking care of the basketball. De'Aaron Fox was brilliant. I love this game offensively. I love the way he attacked. Hit five threes. Did a lot of good things, but, you know, the the eight turnovers, that's just too many. But I understand that given how the Kings want to play, there will be nights where De'Aaron's going to have high turnover numbers. But tight game, nip and tuck down the stretch. Those, you know, especially that late offensive foul, turnovers can be the difference in a game. Again, I'm not going to use this game <laughs> to to make a declaration either way. You know, oh, it's the same old Kings or, you know, whatever. It's, even if the Kings had won last night, you'd still have 81 more games to go. There's still a lot to prove. And should also note that the Kings didn't have Keegan Murray. You know, he was ill in the preseason and he... uh the way things are done nowadays, I think his designation on the injury report was like, you know, basically basically conditioning after being sick, which is a far cry from the way things used to be where medically guys, you know, you never had a designation like that, you know, for a guy who was out. But you'll get Keegan Murray back soon enough. And I think, you know, they'll have a tough matchup Friday with the Clippers. But on the bright side, the Clippers will play. The Lakers tonight, so you, you get them in the second night of a back-to-back. You know, you don't know what, you know, maybe the Clippers will be in load management mode already. <laughs> I would hope not at this point, but if you're a Kings fan, that's probably be a good thing for you if they were taking it easy. But again, way too early to um, to panic, to, to, to be worried, but... Again, this is really going to come down to defense for the Kings this season. It's really all about their defense. If I'm, I'm a believer that they're going to score plenty of points this season. That's, you know, points will not be an issue with this team. You know, Kevin Herter got hot last night. I can see nights where Malik Monk is that guy. Terrence Davis gave them a, bo- a boost off the bench last night. So they're going to find points in different pockets all, believe, all season. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna find point. They're gonna find points in pockets, as I like to call it. You know, there're gonna be nights where, where you know, De'Aaron may be the guy, but you're gonna have nights where, you know, it might be a Sabonis who leads you in, 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 you know, in points. You, you know, and last night Harrison Barnes led them in rebounds, but I don't think you want to go a season where Sabonis is getting fewer rebounds <laughs> than than Harrison Barnes, but I think there's going to be a lot of mix and match with this group. There's going to be a lot of different things you see. It's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, flexibility due to the fact the roster is deeper. You have some, some legit depth guys who weren't, who are starters, aren't starters anymore. I mean, Rashawn Holmes played 14 minutes or 15, you know, Trey Louse, you know, these, these were guys who, 
you relied on for you know heavy minutes last season. You know, and just looking at how you know things broke down, Malik Monk only played about sixteen. You know, Kevin Herter did his business in twenty nine minutes. You know, Terrence Davis played twenty five. Davion Mitchell twenty five. So you got some, you got some things you like. You made seventeen threes that you like that, but you had to take forty four. You probably want a better percentage, but I think you'll live if you're getting seventeen threes a game. You'll live if you're holding the opponent to 44.3% shooting. But I say, again, the big issue or the big thing defensively for the Kings is going to have to be protecting the paint. The the Blazers were able to get way too many points in the paint. It, they, and to me, that's that ends up being a big difference in this game. You just can't give up points in the paint the way the Kings did. They were outscoring the paint 56 to 38. That's just nil. You know, that's just not that's that's that, that's going to be unacceptable because you, if you hold a team to forty four point three percent shooting, thirty nine point three from the from three point range, you can't give up that many easy baskets and expect to win. It's just not the way things are going to work out for you. And I know the free throw disparity. You know people aren't going to like that, but it is what it is. Portland took 33, the Kings took 19. But again, the team that lives in the paint is going to get to the line. And that's going to have to be a focus of the Kings, you know, going forward. And just randomly, Josh Hart, he's like one of those random King killers. How Josh Hart ended up with 19 points, you know, seven rebounds, five assists. He just seems to always, you know, one of those random guys who... Whenever he sees the king, seems to you know make an impact. But you'll live with with Damian Lillard missing thirteen of his eighteen shots. I mean, like, there there there's there's there are some things to like from the game. But to me, the big takeaway is this team must play defense. It must you know, and sometimes the numbers can be deceiving. And you'll think that hey, just because we. Uh, the the percentage was good. We did a good job, but that's not the same as I say when you're just giving up points in the paint repeatedly. That's what you can't. That's what you can't do. So, don't. No need to fret. No need to go crazy. I think things will be fine in the big picture. But again, until that defense is secure all around. The Kings are going to have nights where, yeah, they score a lot of points, but boom, all of a sudden they're in a tight game, and that was the case. But enough Kings talk. I want to take a pause for the cause. It's another thing I've heard people say all the time on the radio and stuff I always wanted to say. So a pause for the cause to give you uh, the message you've all been waiting for. You know what that is. That is your latest message from DraftKings. And you know, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. So here's the man. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a stepped-up game 
Oh, excuse me. I said stepped up game. A stepped up same game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA or where I send my friends to bet on the NBA if they've got questions. You know, you got Lakers Clippers tonight. Maybe you want to bet on the number of, I'm being silly, the number of times Anthony Davis falls down or how many points Kawhi Leonard gets in his uh, return to the, you know, to the line after missing the year with a knee injury. So many things you can do with DraftKings. So here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TBPN and make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now let's get back to the show. Okie dokie, folks. We're back. And it's time for my favorite part of the of this of the uh, episode. It's the hip hop portion of the show. It's where I highlight something hip hop related. And today, being that it is October twentieth, today we shall celebrate the birthday of a fellow Libra, of a fellow uh, someone's also from the great city of Long Beach, California. The one and only Snoop Dogg, who, when he burst into the scene, he was Snoop Doggy Dogg. Snoop is undoubtedly in the conversation for one of the greatest of all time, one of the greatest to ever do it. One of the, you know, the, like I said, one of the best to ever come around. So, what I wanted to do was, rather than give you all the Snoop Dogg songs we all know in honor of Snoop turning 51. No, Eminem turned 50 this year, uh, this week. Snoop turns 51. I want to give you not 50 songs, but my 10 of my favorite Snoop Dogg songs that were not released as singles. I mean, we all know What's My Name, Gin and Juice, Drop It Like It's Hot. We know all of those. But, again, I want to kind of take a trip down to some of the stuff that maybe we don't talk about as much. And give you an idea, give you some of my favorite songs. And I'm going to end with my favorite Snoop Dogg song, maybe of all time. It wasn't a single, but it's maybe my favorite of all time. But I'm going to start here. I'm going to start with a song with the, from, with the East Siders, Crip Hop. Love the beat. Love the song. It's like a song that, at least if you're back in Long Beach, it gets the party going type song. And it's from that original Eastsiders album. But what you, you probably heard it first was during uh, in the movie Baby Boy, which is probably why I have such an affinity for the song, because I love that movie. I know that movie line for line. I can watch it over and over again. So that's number 10 for me. Number nine, I'm going to go to another Snoop Dogg song where it's not just Snoop. It's got, you know, and a lot of these are going to be songs where, he's, where he has features. One of my favorite Snoop songs ever, actually, it's with Nas from the Hip Hop is Dead album. It's called Play On Player. And I just thought Snoop obliterated that song. I just love, I just, his flow was, to me, was impeccable on that song. 
and it just flowed and it matched with my Nas is doing so well. So that's my number. That's number nine. And I'm not ranking these. I'm just kind of just going in the list I have written down going backwards. My favorite one is the, the first one I put. And then we're going to go into the uh, No Limit era of Snoop a little bit. I think in some ways that era of Snoop music might be a bit underrated because we had the Snoop death row years, obviously. You know, and then you go to, you know, the people didn't like the dog father. Then you go to the No Limit days. And then it's like we, then boom, Snoop reappears with Pharrell. But <laughs> which is not exactly how it went. But you get what I'm saying. You know, he just I don't think this um, the the breadth of what Snoop did with Master P and No Limit gets the full um, credit that it truly deserves. So I'm going to give a little bit of love to that era of Snoop. Starting right now with Set It Off from The Last Meal, a posse cut. You know, Nate Dogg, Ice Cube, Lady of Rage. Just a full, cool, you know, to me, type of song you play in your car, let the you know, let the bass thump, just, and just ride out to it. So that one, and then a little more laid back, just really more of a, you also play it in your car type, just more of a low rider, cruising down Crenshaw type song. Stacey Adams, also from The Last Meal. We stay on point like Stacey Adams. Another reason why that song kind of probably resonates with me more than others is because growing up, there was nothing cleaner than a pair, than a fresh pair of Stacey Adams. Now that I'm a little older, you know, and maybe I've been exposed to some different shoe brands, you might say that, no, that's not the cream of the crop of shoes, but you couldn't have told me nothing back in the 80s if I had a fresh pair of Stacey Adams, you know. Or in the 90s, even, you couldn't tell me if I, had, if I had a fresh pair of Stacey Adams, I was doing the damn thing. So that's another one. Got cocaine on there. I'm doing his thing, you know, version of the G-Funk. So, yeah. Now, we're going to take another little detour. And my next selection is actually an intro, intro. It's the intro I love to give you light from the rhythm, from rhythm and gangster to masterpiece. That's the one, that's the album best known for giving us Drop It Like It's Hot. But I just, about this song, I love like the gospel feel of it when it comes on. You know, it's just like, it's like a, it just gives you like a, it was a perfect way to open the album. And it was just like a breath of fresh air from the, the style of music you were going to, it was like breathing life or light, if you will, <laughs> into what Snoop was about to give us. So love that. I love that intro slash song. I love to give you light. Find it on Rhythm and Gangster, the masterpiece. Then I'm going to take a go up now to uh, one of my favorite songs from the Ego Trippin' album, Gangster Like Me. And this is just Snoop being Snoop. And... It's it was it's probably it's probably in terms of his his solo projects in my top five definitely I love that album top to bottom I was playing it the other day, you know it's Libra season I'm playing all my favorite Libras you heard me Libras I'm sorry I got a little carried away there but I like that's probably my that's my favorite song from that album that you know but there's a lot to work on in there you know I think the single from that was Life of the Party that was one of the singles so. Then here's another one that I like. 
Uh, it was my introduction, really, my real, real intro to Nipsey Hussle. It's, it's called Upside Down. It's on Malice in Wonderland. And I played, the, get this, a uh, true story. At this time, I'm, I'm, I'm on the beat for, on the King's Beat for the B. I'm in Provo, Utah, writing a story about Jimmer Fredette. So this was the album that was I was playing, you know, back then on my iPod. Or maybe I brought the CD and put it in the in the rental car. But I played this song Upside Down with Nipsey on repeat one day. I just loved that song. So rest in peace to Nip. And again, I, this is the song I really, really enjoyed. And it's like I said, this was what oh over 10 years ago before Nip became Nip. This was something that where Snoop gave him some shine early on. Now, down to two. One, this song here is going to be a very recent song. It's from the Snoop Dogg Presents the Death Row Summer. Came out this, this, well, this past summer. Lowrider music. World Go Round. Another song I had on repeat this summer. It just sounds like old school lowrider music. And in case you couldn't tell, I like old school lowrider music. One of my favorite cuts from Snoop. Easily jumped up there for me in my top 20 Snoop songs when I heard it. And definitely now in my top, easily in my top 10 of unreal, of Snoop songs that weren't singles. And my number one song comes from the first, the, the debut album, Doggy Style. It's The Shiznit. And it's The, the Shiznit. That song's just The Shiznit. It's no other way to put it. I love that song. I I mean, the production, the flow, everything. I mean, I dare I say the song might be flawless. So there you have it. Happy birthday to the legendary Snoop Dogg of the East Side LBC, Long Beach, California. I'm going to go ahead and bid adieu to all of you. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. At Instagram at Mr. Underscore, oh, not underscore, it's Mr. Jones LBC. And you can find my musings at theathletic.com. Again, I am Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast, where we talk kings, we talk a whole lot of hip-hop, and whatever else might come to mind. Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm out. Catch y'all next time.